Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Kyle. One of two, like seven of nine. Yeah, I see that. I, I do think that's a really good like reference for you. Thank you. She knows seven of nine only from Star Trek Picard, though. And so, from the picture that you have of her that I refuse to have up on my bedroom wall. Except it's going up soon. Well, they call it a limited edition, but there's like 800 of them. It just looks like it was printed off. Like it just a, yeah, absolutely was. I don't know how it, it's, it's just limited because they ran out of the paper. I think it's a really good picture of Seven Nine, though. And yes, I know that's why it's not going up. If I am one of two, does that make you two of two? Absolutely not. So you're one of two. Let's flip it. Okay. I am one of two, Katie. And I am two of two, Kyle. Better. I complete you. Your unit. Cheesy. Your unit wouldn't function without me. Oh dear. You'd be on your lonesome. Full of cheese. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? I don't know. You've t- you said it to me before. <laughs> yeah, well. I have. I you hate it. You hate, hate it. it. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this week, you went on a, like, a hike? I did. Yes, I went on a yeah. team-building walk with my company. Shows out, like, different industries we've been in. Like, my old job, the team-building would be, yeah, several hundred pounds for your bar tab. I am um, never going to have that. Yeah, like team members. I think I had like five staff ejected from from a Christmas out on one, one night out before with one of my staff, my staff nights and the Christmas one, I think it was. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah. No, so, I like this one better though. You hiked. Yeah. We went on a walk around a forest loop thing and next time we might do archery we might do clay pigeon shooting. Mm. Oh yeah. And then they were talking about laser tag. Oh, I do like laser tag. Can you bring partners? I don't know. I've never paintballed. Can you I believe that? I don't think that? I have either. I realised 10 years ago that it was weird I hadn't done it. No, apparently it really hurts though. Oh, yeah. The extra person that came along suggested that we play human fox hunting. Wow. Okay. It's not as... Well, actually, no, it is as brutal as it sounds. Do they let the dogs out after you like they do in fox hunting? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> When you said it is as brutal as it sounds, no, no, I mean, I imagined dogs well, chowing I, down on you. I've never heard of it before, but apparently, you nominate someone to be the fox, and then all of the rest of the team hunt that person. Wow! So then I was just sitting there, and I was like, "Or oh, mini golf? <laughs> mini, mini golf? I haven't done that for a very long Crazy time. Golf. I don't think I've ever played mini golf with you. No. Have you ever played mini golf? No, it's probably for the best. Why are you competitive? I'm competitive at everything. I know. I know. And to be fair, I suck at mini golf, so do you? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that then. You talking but about But then I thought though. I... Yeah. And pool. And pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently on a losing streak against you in all physical sports <laughs> that involve balls. Correct. <laughs> so this week, we're going to be talking about episode eight of Star Trek Lodex. Last week, we were talking about episode seven, but because this show is one episode ahead, like our numbering, I wrote in the episode details that we were reviewing much ado about... about Boimler, but called it episode eight instead of seven. I got confused. You f- up. <laughs> oh, great. I get to bleep. 
I get to bleep when I have put an hour to edit this after we're done. I'm grateful to, I can't remember the username now of the person who told me uh, on Twitter. But yes, thank you for bringing it to my attention. It's been changed now, but apparently Spotify might never change it because they don't pull it or something. Because <laughs> they're unforgiving. So it has been corrected. So if anyone else wants to highlight that to us now, it's been fixed, but maybe some podcast apps will never show it's been fixed. The anger on this guy's face right now. Oh, it really annoys me in something like that. You spend so much time preparing something and then you make a mistake like that. Do you know who wouldn't have made that mistake? Me. I'm joking. I probably would have. Probably wouldn't have. You know, the funny thing is, though, that, that goes through like two other people or at least one other person at Hollywood Media. But to be fair, it's not their job to catch my mistakes like that. So, <laughs> so it's on me. I'm not blaming anyone. You but screwed myself. the pooch. I did screw the pooch. You're right. I did screw the pooch. I don't even know if I screwed the pooch. I think I shit the bed on that one. I think you get these two confused far too often. No, look, I introduced you to both those sayings. So no, you don't didn't. you dare. Yes, I did. Don't How you dare, dare you? try and tell me when I should and shouldn't use shit the bed. To be fair, if you shit the bed, you've done really bad at something. Screw the pooch is kind of like, it's quite a big mess up. But if you shit the bed, it's like, whoa, that was awful. You think that shitting your bed is worse than screwing a pooch? Yeah. On what planet? I don't know. Screwing the pooch is like not as bad as shitting the bed. I respectfully disagree. Actually, no, I don't respect you anymore. Just for the I record. I just disagree. We're not, we're not, if, like, imagine if you just skipped ahead and came this way. I'm not literally talking about like having sexual intercourse with a dog. I mean, I'm talking about the, f- the figure of speech. So let's talk Lower Decks. I don't think it's going to be very long this week because is it the first time all four characters have been together for a storyline? I think so. Yeah. It looks like it's the same next week as well. Mm. So maybe we'll just talk about each character's little part of the episode. Mm. So basically it was almost broken into like three, four sections, you could say, with Boimlers. But the general idea is that when the episode starts, and again, the cold open was part of the, the main story. Very nice. So we've only seen that like three times, I think, so far on the show. So it's so all of our main Lower Decks crew are seemingly on trial, or at least the senior crew are on trial, suspended in the air uh, in some beam of light. And it looks like the Lower Decks team are going to have to give evidence to what happened on a particular star date. And they all were off doing different things. So they give their version of events in a row, a couple of minutes each. We'll come at the twist at the end, I suppose, at the end of it. But let's talk about Mariner's story first. Starts off with them cleaning or hanging out, as she says. And she had to correct herself to say it was uh, they were working and cleaning out and fixing a shuttlecraft. Uh, they're talking about Khan. And, like, she's a big Khan fan. She's mentioned Khan about three times <laughs> on the show so far. I know. She was dreaming about Khan in one episode. It's uncomfortable. It is weird that she seems to like Khan so much because he is like a serious villain. So Marin is a Khan fan. And uh, they, it turns out, Tendi goes out to use the, the toilet. So now we can definitely know for sure there's toilets on starships. We've never really seen a toilet on a Starfleet vessel. Yeah, they're not just like computer, poop extraction, Boom. Ah, oh, that'd be easier. When Tendi comes back in from using the toilet, she tells them that she's like, hey guys, uh, ship's on red alert. Rutherford says that's impossible because he played with the, the red alert speakers or sirens to make them louder in that room if there was a red alert. But it turns out you must have completely turned them off because uh, it hasn't quite worked the way it was meant to. So they open the doors and it turns out there is full red alert. Everyone's running around. It's nice to see Rutherford make a mistake. I think that might be like the first time we've seen him make an engineering mistake. Mm. And guess what was very interesting here was that come red alert, when they're on shift, Mariner and... Boimler, our bridge crew. Yeah. That's interesting. It sounds like they're taking turns of it, though. Do you think? Yeah, because it, she said something like about, or one of them said something like, it, it's our turn. It's typical this is happening when it's our turn or something. Oh, okay. I missed that. But the bridge scene was funny. Obviously, um, we see Captain Freeman just coming back 
uh, beaming back from the other ship, the Romulan neutral zone map, with her uh, as Mariner and Boimler slip into their seats. And then comes the bit where the ship that they're opposite is uh, really peed off for them just because she thanked them or something. And the captain asks Boimler for suggestions on what to do. And Boimler has no idea. What does he suggest? Uh, Evasive maneuver? 88. Because they tell him there's no wrong answer. She's like, just suggest something. (laughs) It's great though, because they ask Mariner first. And then she's like... I think you know what to do. And Freeman does not see through that at all. She's, she's just fine like, with that. okay. When Boimler tries to do that, she's like, I don't need to be brown-nosed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because you think she'd be that way with Mariner, but she's not. She's just like, you're absolutely right. I also think that she probably wants to be like idolized by her daughter. Mm. So getting a compliment from her daughter would be like, she'd love it. Yeah, but Boimler Boimler proves that despite everything he knows, that when he's put under pressure, he just fails. And the one he suggests, Doctor Tanner, is like, "Is he effing kidding?" That me was or? my favorite thing. That was my favorite line. Is he effing serious? And then he suggests another one, and then even Mariner's like, "What now in this situation?" And Boimler's like, truly offended that Mariner has sort of done the dirty on him. She is just on the bandwagon. <laughs> she is enjoying the ride. But Mariner's it's a so good, funny. Mariner's a good staff officer and overqualified for what she does now, so yeah. it kind of makes sense she'd be horrified in that situation. Freeman decides to tell Mariner instead of using Boimler's plans to um, send their friends a message which Mariner thinks is a brilliant idea and I don't know how Mariner accesses tactical control from where she is but given that's Shax's job but she fires a phaser beam just off the ship not to actually hit it just a sort of a warning shot yeah I would say she was sending them a message. Yeah, I would have said she was sending a message, but everyone freaks out. The senior crew were just like stood up, head in their hands, like, what, what are you doing? Uh, and they meant to invite them over for dinner. So there's a bit of an argument about what send a message means. But apparently that is what it means to the senior crew, because mm. none of them disagreed mm. with that. So I think that was it for Mariner's version of events. And the guy who's querying them in the courtroom doesn't believe it, has her suspended over a sort of uh, or a massive thing of water, which is full of eels, but... Rutherford speaks up, I think, and then, or someone speaks up, it's hell, she's just suspended above the eels. What did you think of all the Mariner stuff then? I thought it was really funny how she completely threw Boimler under the bus. <laughs> He's so out of character for her, but it was, it was just funny. Like, it wasn't too serious. That's how I knew Boimler was really messing up, though, was that even Mariner, who covers for yeah. everyone, <laughs> was just like, what the? Um, But yeah, she had a relatively... Small, Small role part, this yeah. week. This what do you it. think of that? Your girl being popped to the sidelines. I'm happy to see the whole cast. It's an ensemble show, I guess. Um, I, I guess for people who were, have been complaining that Mariner's front and centre too much, they were probably happy. But I thought she was gold when she was in it. So I'm happy with it. Because everyone's still got about the same amount of... It didn't feel like she wasn't doing much, you know? Mm. If her bit had been like in the middle of the episode rather than the first like witness account, I probably wouldn't even notice that she had a smaller role. Mm. but it was funny the stuff on the bridge was gold next up was Rutherford and he obviously with his cyborg implants has a wonderful memory of everything and then when when the um, what would you call him the prosecutor I can't don't know his yeah. name when he they had a name for him I can't remember Kral 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 I don't know who, who cares he's a one and done character it don't matter so uh, he wants a particular star date Rutherford's like oh wait you sure you want that one you're not going to like it and so uh, the evidence that Rutherford gives is that he's recruited by Shaxx, and I can't remember the name of the head of engineering. Uh, they need him because uh, he's, his cyborg implants have got information about like Romulan ship plans and things like that, I think. Was that was that the deal? I can't remember. Mm. So uh, Rutherford has to update his systems to get them, and it, 
he'd rather do it at night. They say, no, we need it now. So he starts doing it. And then it leads to him blacking out all the time. So he just keeps waking up in a new... Now, this is like this is like a whole... Would be a normal 40-minute episode of Star Trek all on its own. That he's just waking up in different scenarios every time. He wakes up on the on a ship that Vulcans are on. It turns out he gave out Vulcan nerve pinches to two, to two of the crew. And uh, Shax was very impressed. Shax calling him his little bear. Which is a throwback to... Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was a throwback to when Rutherford uh, almost joined the security team in episode two of the show, uh, On Voice. And then he blacks out again, and what was the next one? He was... Was it the Gordon Wedding? No, that was the last. No. What was next after that? He was on a ship, and they were about to, like, parachute out of it. And he was thrown out of the ship, and then just he's about to hit the ground, he blacks out again. He has no idea what's going on when he's blacked out. But obviously, he's still doing loads of stuff. He just doesn't remember it. Uh, then he has to, when he when he sort of comes back online. Then he is on the planet underneath a, an old Romulan ship from uh, TOS days, and he's Shaq's telling him to distract a guard. So he has to do the the Ahura Star Trek Five famous dance. I think he blacks out again then, and then he's on top of a cloaked ship in space. And that I would that would freak oh, me out yeah. if I just went from like being where I was to blackout to suddenly wake up and I'm in a I'm surrounded by stars and stuff. That would he was adaptable. He did adapt really quick. And he realised he was stood on top of a cloaked ship. And the chief engineer is going to run out of air. So they're trying to get over to the other ship, which Shax is on. Uh, but he keeps bumping into parts of the, the cloaked ship as he's going. And, and then he blacks out again. And I think that's when he wakes up and he's at a Gorn wedding. And then he starts getting nibbled on by the Gorn. Now, we never had any... I don't think we had any explanation this, this Gorn no. bit. The rest of it you can tie into... I guess what we know was going on, but the Gorn bit was just... It was so random because I was like, how do we even know that this is a wedding? Is that what they do? Do they like get a human sacrifice and yeah, why, why was he chow there? down on them at weddings? Is that how they know was it was Shaq's a wedding? There? Was anyone else there? I don't know. I love that he blacked out again when they started attacking him and ripping his shirt. And then when he came back, he was in the exact same moment. Yeah. Like, even Rutherford's like cyborg side couldn't deal with it. The thing that you that you want to black out from the most. <laughs> he was alive. And not return to it. So we never saw how that ended because the prosecutor just did not believe that this could have happened. Uh, Rutherford almost finds himself into the in the pot of eels before Tendy steps up for a man. Before we get into hers, what about Rutherford's then? How did you find Rutherford's? I think it was my favourite yeah. little side story. Oh, really? Okay. Just because I, lo- I love how, like, he's so, like, okie-dokie. Or... He drops the okie-dokie in there. Yeah, and yep. he's, like, everything that happens, he's, like, when he's talking to the prosecutor, he was like, not cool. He's it reminds me a bit of Andy from Modern Family. He's really, oh, like... Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. You know, like, happy-go-lucky, and, like, he's going through some serious... He is going through a lot of it, yeah. He's trying to stay happy. Stuff, though. Trying to keep a smile on his face. And it's really funny. Yeah, it is really funny. <laughs> was there a favourite bit of his? I liked the Gordon wedding, yeah. I think. I think it was when he woke up again at the Gordon yeah. wedding. That, that, was, that was a lot. Yeah. A lol moment. It was, yeah. A laugh out loud moment. I don't think you needed to explain that for anyone. Yeah. Well, do you know, like, I we've spoken about sick on this show, in other words. Was it you introduced me to something last week? Bad. Bad. Mm. Uh, so, we didn't I mean, some parents it. think it means lots of love. Don't they? LOL. Do they? Yeah. Cause well, I, but clearly I had to explain it then. Yeah, because my I remember my mum found out, this is very, very sad, but she found out that someone died. Oh, And no. she was, I know, and she sent a message to the son or something. And she was like, so sorry to hear about your mum. Be in touch soon. Lol, Kath. Oh, gosh. And I was like, what have you done? 
That is awful. I know. Uh, my favourite bits came in the Tendi one. So Tendi's brilliant. It turns out Tendi was meant to... Well, she at first she can't tell a story because it's classified. But she's forced to do it and she says, well, some bits are going to be redacted. Now that on its own leads a hilarious bit. So... <laughs> In Tendi's story, the eyes of everyone except characters we know, which is her and Ransom, are, have got black bars over them. So the eyes are redacted to hide identities. And there's so much bleeping going on, covering bits up, not just swearing, but like redacted bits. And also sometimes the redacted noise came up when it wasn't covering anything. So, <laughs> so it would be like if they take a dramatic pause in between a word, there'd be like a redacted noise in the middle. And so it wouldn't actually cover anything. From you bleeplands. <laughs> yeah. It's like me when I do bleeps with the swearing on this. I miss half the word most of the time. So Tendi was given the job of cleaning the conference room, which she's really excited for. And Mariner's like, why are you excited for that? And it turns out Mariner's a bit jealous herself once Tendi was. She, she was given that job, wasn't she, earlier in the season? Was it her or season? was it Boimler? It was uh, Boimler, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, no, she was up there doing something. I don't know. No, Boimler was doing it. It was the one where Mariner got promoted. Uh, and Boimler was in uh, there, I think, wasn't he? And, and watched in horror as she was getting... It is that she really promoted. wants to do it, which is hilarious. I know, I found that quite funny. And Tendi goes up to, <laughs> goes up to clean the conference room and is like getting cat hairs off the chairs and stuff from Tana. I love Tana And so in comes Ransom with his little... Well, identity's redacted, but his, uh, his team... Like his, it's probably like, I don't know, SAS team kind of thing, like, you know, or Navy SEAL team for Americans listening to this. And um, they're just typical lads, big and muscular and swearing and all all this masculinity just like pouring out of them. Um, and the, but Ransom assumes that because Tandy was in there cleaning that she must be the cleaner part of his team. I mean, I can see where the confusion was. <laughs> it's not very good security for him. He's about to go on a COVID operation. Also, who and he hasn't checked. The actual cleaner who didn't turn up. I wondered this. So where was this person who... That person needs He's probably just on the ship fired. wondering what's going on. So Tendi ends up on this mission. This COVID operation, which go, they go into Romulus space. They end up on the Romulan... On Romulus! Sorry, they end up on Romulus. Mm. Uh, which is obviously still together at this point. Only a few years mm. before the events of Picard happen there. Mm. And she ends up she just she tries to tell them that she thinks it wasn't meant to be her on this mission, but there's never an opportunity. And whenever she does, they just kind of does go to say they kind of palm her off for it. But then when she's on the when they're on Romulus, she has to uh, take out two Romulans, I think. And then she's like apologizing to them when she's doing it. And as they're walking off, Ran- Ransom's like, because they're all in like the covert gear. And he's like, you know, whoa, uh, cleaner, you're, was it, apologizing to, to him as he beating him up? And then uh, the other guy, who we don't know who he is, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know what kind of effed up mind games you're playing. Yeah, yeah. You're playing some effed up mind games. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite line. I have seen this episode three times and I have pissed myself every time on that line. I feel her though, like, she is just me in that episode. Imagine if I had to go and, like, kick someone's... Depends who it is Ass. for you, I think. No, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Remember when I first started working for you and you had to tell me off for oh, saying yeah, sorry all the time? sister. You said, yeah. like, stop saying sorry. That's one of the first things I ever said to you yeah. when you were working for me. Stop it. Stop apologizing but for But I felt that hard. I know. I know. And you've never apologized to me since. Lol. Is that lots of love or laugh out loud? Something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be working on that one afterwards. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> so she basically, um, when, when they steal a bit they need from Romulus, they come out the doors in a firefight with the Romulans. There's like four of them, I think. 
and they go, they run off, and they they're like, you know, Kleena, do do what you do, and she's like, what do I do? And she ends up taking on these Romulan guards. She is a badass own. mofo. Yeah, no, it just came out from nowhere, didn't it? And she wasn't even apologizing; she was loving no. it. And then, but so as she's doing it, the rest of the team are just, yo, ransom, wouldn't uh, wasn't she meant to just beam us out? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what apparently what Kleena does is the cleanup is beaming you out. I get that. And ransom's that like, sense. yeah, she was just meant to beam us out. I'm not really sure what's going on right now. And then when they get back on the ship. Uh, they're all celebrating their, their victory. They got this big, I guess it was like a stasis pod, wasn't it? We find out. Mm. And Ransom sort of congratulating Tendi. I think he sweats. Did he say? He says. Um, what does he say? He says, it's a shame we can't talk about this because you were effing awesome or something yeah, like that. And then, and then she she swears and swears and it's bleeped and bleeped. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, you are effing crazy. <laughs> something like that. And then laughing. And it's so funny. That, that, it's I, really that, nice. It makes Ransom like quite lovable. I think Ransom is one of the best characters on the show. I want a Ransom spinoff. It's a tall order. I want it. Sure. I even want it. I should probably get my pronunciation correct. I don't want it. I want, want it. it. Don't you want a Mariner spin-off? Oh, she's kind of got the lead on this. Prequel. Ooh, a prequel story for her. Yeah. Mm. Give me that. Just give me loads of spin-offs. No prequels. I love prequels. Just I know. <laughs> cover me in prequels. Oh, God. You're doing like a, almost like a Bukaki thing. Then. That's a complete lie. I wasn't doing anything. What? <laughs> you can't do that. You're hanging me out to dry here. And she was doing a Bukaki thing. That's... The guy, prosecutor... Doesn't believe the story. Tendi says it's all true. She gets thrown over and they get dumped in the water with the eels and then it gets turned on to boil, doesn't it? Mm. So <laughs> as Mariner's like, she's like, why have you, why have you boiled the water and got eels? It's, <laughs> it seems a Double whammy. Yeah. So, um, and then Boimler has his moment. Mm. He steps up and we never find out from Boimler what was going on, I guess, because he was with Mariner. And he says that it's true. They don't know anything. They're lower decks crew. They never know what, the senior crew are doing so that they don't know what happened on this star date because they don't get given information and the prosecutor can't believe this because Starfleet officers always know what's going on. Uh, yeah, the best the, of the best. Best of the best, yeah. And Bomber's like, no, they're not. And make mistakes and that's fine. I love that he starts giving examples of when the senior crew have messed up. And this is brilliant because these are pretty much all already are or would be like full Star Trek episodes. Like uh, Q appearing. And shout out to John Delancey for and doing the voice work again for Q. It's been 20 years since we've seen Q, actually. Uh, but he just transports them away and turns them into chess pieces on one side of the board. On the other side of the board are some, like, stood-up playing cards. Oh, my God, I've just noticed that. You didn't notice there was a difference? That, you didn't get that Freeman was like, well, it looks like he wants us to play a game of some sort. Because <laughs> he had no idea how this was meant to work. And then a football rolled onto the, oh onto the chess board. <laughs> and they're just looking at it like, right, has anyone got any ideas how we're meant to do this? Because you're left with chess pieces with Tana, Ransom, Freeman and Shax turned into playing some of the pieces. cards that were also shuffling playing cards. Yeah, on a chess board with a football. With legs who could <laughs> talk. had legs and could talk, yeah. I don't know how they got that one. <laughs> But that would be an episode of Star Trek. You had the um, the Tana going onto the wrong ship because they all look the same, and thinking mm. that she's in a parallel mm. universe. <laughs> like that, that that's happening. I loved human times. Tana. Yes, human Tana. That was t- so funny. So that's Boyman's example. That they don't know what it was, and then Prosecutor's really pissed off. And then at that moment, we find out that uh, he's horrified to discover that Boyman thinks they're on a trial, and it turns out it was not a trial. The lights get lit up and uh it's there's balloons um it looks like a birthday party the guy who was like a judge hitting a skull yeah. on a 
little hammer. Yeah, our Actually, just, we guy. didn't know who he was. Yeah, he didn't even know who he was. He was just there because he's got a party for his daughter there. His little daughter's got her 100th birthday. Oh, sweet when that long. Yeah, I know. When you get to that number in the early days. And it turns out, actually, this whole thing was about the fact that the mission was about rescuing this this alien dude. And he was uh, in awe of the staff officers and wanted to celebrate the event in the day, which is why he wanted to know what went on and a lot of confusion. And eventually they, they leave anyway. He really could have made that more clear. He could have made it more clear. And the fact that the bridge crew didn't get involved because they needed to respect alien traditions and But then also, Mariner's mum watches her get suspended over a tank of boiling and eels and then get put into it and she says nothing. I know. I thought they were all like paralysed and they couldn't speak or move. Did you? I thought that. I think we were meant to think that. They were just all chatting after. Yeah, I think we were meant to think that. This is funny. So this, this turned the whole concept in his head. Freeman realises that she needs to be more open with the crew from this. So she gives a commendation to all four for turning the celebration party into a, a trial and the, sticking up for Starfleet values. And she says that there won't be so many secrets on the Cerritos anymore. So they start asking questions about this mission because obviously there's a lot of unanswered questions as to why why was the second contact I have vessel a lot. doing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how did some of these things link together? Freeman's like, it's classified, dismissed. Because she Captain said, Captain Clarity. Because yeah, she said, <laughs> she said that was it the uh, Cerritos will be known for clarity, basically clarification of things. And then when she turns on that, Mariner's like, oh, look at Captain Clarity over here. And I just love it when Mariner's in a scene with other people in a month because she doesn't really acknowledge her much and then just waits for the right moment to drop one in. Like in the first episode, she's like, when you go wash your hands, Captain, <laughs> things like that. So yeah, let's. what was your favourite part of, of the episode then, or parts? Um, I liked all of Rutherford's little flashback. I just thought that was hilarious. His whole attitude just doesn't fit a lot of the time with his stories, but it makes it that much more funny. To... It helps because it, it makes him seem like a fish out of water. Yeah, when he's in some exactly. Of his he gets himself in over his head yeah. all the time. Which is weird because he's perfectly capable. Even like little things when he's turning those dials and he's like singing to himself while he's it. doing it. He's going to make another song, he said. He's, He's such a weirdo. He's he such a weirdo. He loves his job. But I love it. I think it's really sweet. So I like that. And then the the bit at the end with the reveal, I thought that was really funny. It did turn up as well. When, what, they, when the lights came up. When you see yeah, the and the guy's like, hey, get out of here. You're only booked for 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that was really funny. That's quite clever. There was a, there's a couple of like fourth wall breaking moments yeah. and, and things like that. Because when I first watched it, I was watching my phone. Mm-hmm. And when it said 22 minutes, it was only like a few seconds over that. <laughs> So it was very well timed. That very. To be fair. What was your favorite bit? I had a few because this is one of my favorite episodes. I think. And is it? Yeah. So like the stuff on the bridge when Mariner. I was more impressed when Mariner fires the phaser shot, and they're like, "That's not what send a message means." Oh, in the yeah. argument because the Boimler stuff. Even though I think that was in a trailer, the Boimler stuff was definitely in the early trailer, and I think, and so I'd seen it a lot. So I'd really laughed a lot of that in trailers. Mm. So, so I found that bit funny. I loved like the snap cuts with. Rutherford, they were funny. Mm. But the Tendy stuff, just the, the swearing. I don't know why. I think it's just because of the, the bleeping when they're saying how crazy she was and, eff, and effed up she was. I just think... Mm. I just think that was hilarious. Like it just it was tickling me so much that they just thought she was this badass. They were in awe of her. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was not what they thought she was. And I like that Boimler saved his reputation in a way in this episode because yeah. he was made to look like a bit of a fool in, the, in Mariner's story. And even at the beginning of the episode... 
Yeah, like, when he, just like the whole way through. He was freaking out about them being there because they're pottery class. And yeah, I just realised I had another favourite bit, which is probably the ultimate favourite. It's when Q shows up right at the end, mm. and Mariner's like, "I just do not have time for this." Yeah, she's like, "Not now. We've dealt with enough random stuff today. Like, yeah. get out of the way." That has made me want to see Q in a proper episode with Mariner because. The problem with Q is that you would wonder what, why would he come to that ship and deal with the Lower Decks crew? Because they're mm. our main characters. Like, So why would you ever really see him cross paths? But the fact he went to her at the end suggests that there's a history there. And and also she just knows him. She's like, just get lost. It does seem like it, doesn't it? So I just feel like, yeah, they could probably actually quite easily have Q do an episode with it's, Mariner. Hysterical how dismissive she is of him. Like, It kind of gives us the impression that she's actually way more capable than say someone like Picard because <laughs> he's like struggling with it from what I know so far anyway. Yeah, yeah. Only that one little bit. And she's just like, not now. Yeah, not now. It's like not. an annoying younger sibling. Just bugger off. We're going to the bar. Piss <laughs> off. Leave us alone. I'd love to see how that ended. Great to have John Delancey back though. And it was him doing the voice. It was him. It was John Delancey. So. What, is there some kind of debate about that? Some people online thought from the trailers it sounded differently, but they were forgetting that the guy is aged 20 years since he last played Q. There's in, one way um, to find out. IMDb. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is him. The silly thing is, in the announcement where it was announced on Star Trek Day and Michael Mann mentioned in that that John Delancey was coming back for it, but everyone, a load of people seem to ignore that part of it and just the fact that Q was in it. So they were just disputing it. But yeah, John Delancey thought that was wonderful. Hopefully... Uh, he'll do more voice work on the show. But yeah, my fa- I think my favourite bits were just the all the stuff with Tendi. And that must be the first time Tendi's been like my mm. favourite character in an episode. I liked as well that everything was connected in this one. Mm. I wouldn't want that all the time because no. uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work for me that. But I like to get this one or two random ones that are just... What do you think of the episode? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, like you, I don't think they can always have them all connected all the time. Like, it's not realistic that on in such a big crew that mm. these four members of Lower Decks are just that connected with the bridge crew. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked how, like, they didn't really know who any of them were. Yeah. And that, that was, like, the charm of it. So, yeah, I'd like to see them get up to their own stuff a bit more. It looks like that next week. But I did enjoy it. Next, so next week's trailer mm. shows uh, that Boimler has created a holodeck program of uh, the crew, and they do seem to behave exactly as we know them to in the clip. But Mariner makes a few quick changes and turns it into a movie. I'm guessing there'll be like a holodeck malfunction as well or something, so they have to finish the program. That's normally how these things work. I do love that they filled it with lens flares uh, on like the bridge and uh, the spaceship scenes of that. It's very, very good eye for detail, isn't it? Yeah, it jumped out at me because people always talk about... I thought it looked great, but people always talk about the lens flares in uh, the Kelvinverse films. There's loads of lens flares and Discovery has taken one as well. Uh, a bit and so just to see those it, I, I noticed it straight away I just thought oh my god they're even gonna they're even referencing the Kelvin verse films in this because the Kelvin verse films have never been referenced in uh, current day track except for um, Picard playing on the events of what happened to Romulus because that happens in our timeline but affects the Kelvin verse or creates it even one might say and uh, yeah so I'm looking forward to next week because I, I think it's just gonna take the piss out of the movies which is gonna be great fun Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Thomas West. 
To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. Google Clippy Microsoft Word. It was a little paperclip, like animated paperclip that would pop up when you were using Microsoft Word, and it was like a little helper. And there are going to be more comments on it in this episode, too, so we'll get to those. Right. You kind of have to be older like us to get that. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. And Nick goes on, but before he does, I want to just congratulate him on being a doctor now. Congratulations, Dr. Nick. Woohoo! Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. But then again, senior officer meeting, why is Harry Kim in there? He's an ensign. Because he is the senior ops bridge person. I don't know. But that's what doesn't make sense to me. If he's like the senior ops person, does that mean everyone below him is just a crewman? He's a crewman. (laughs) Because he can't boss even Lieutenant Junior grades around. Oh my gosh. So their ops department is just a mess because it's just crewmen. Well, it's a mess also. That explains a lot. Yeah, actually, it does, doesn't it? About Voyager. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Starpod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. And remember that Gene Roddenberry wrote the novel for the motion picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, about the search for God and everything, that part of it. And there's a lot of details in that novel that didn't make it to the picture that actually opens up the scope of the Star Trek universe even more so. I mean, it's a great read. Yeah, he put he put other stuff in it. And but you know, but I, but Scotty being a drunk, I don't know why he like why wouldn't Scotty just yeah, continue yeah. to be an engineer and you know be a proud worker and Starfleet officer. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.